going on, everybody? Jared Atkins coming to you from the laundromat. It is a very dreary, doomy, and gloomy Wednesday morning. Man, we're already into Wednesday this week. Like, I used to think my parents were full of shit when I was a kid about time. It only gets faster as you get older. You need to slow it down a little, kid. But man, I tell you what, with each passing day, with each passing year, it's like, uh, as you've heard me say before, we're all one day closer inevitably to death. And uh, death is something that's uh, weighing on my mind. We uh, we lost Stray Briscoe last night in a car accident that took the life of a, another person. Maybe uh, injured some people. Uh, he was... Okay, so for those of you that don't know, uh, you know, pro wrestling is a big thing with me. Obviously, I get a, I get a pro wrestling reference in every episode of every show. And now even on my second podcast, I find a way to work a pro wrestling reference in on a podcast, uh, dealing with being a better human being in Freemasonry. But, um, excuse me. Uh, I love tag team wrestling. I love pro wrestling, but I've always loved tag team wrestling, and uh, I'm a fan of so many different tag teams, and in 35 years of age, and I've probably, I've, I have memories of wrestling for probably now 32, 31 years, so from when I was three or four years old, I've seen a lot of great tag teams, I've seen a lot of great tag team wrestling. Uh, but there's only a handful of teams out there that I've kind of hitched my wagon to. It's like, you know, this is going to pull the horse of my tag team wrestling fandom. Three of those teams being PG-13, uh, Jamie Dundee and Wolfie, Wolfie D, the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, and then the Briscoe Brothers, the Briscoes. Jay and Mark, Dim Boys, 13-time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, uh, winners of the Crockett Cup this year, this past year in 2022, uh, completed probably what will go down as the greatest trilogy of tag team wrestling matches in history, their battles with FTR, and, uh, We lost Jay Briscoe yesterday in a tragic car accident. Uh, I was, uh, my phone had just went off. I had got a notification. Uh, as you guys know, I, I haven't contributed a lot in the last eight, nine, ten months, but as you guys know that I do sometimes write and cover things for Bodyslam.net. I, I know the guy that founded Bodyslam.net. I've known him for 19 years. He's a good friend of mine. <laughs> Cassidy Haynes, known this cat 19 years. And uh, I come on board, he let me, you know, sometimes I do a little writing for him, editorials, uh, op-eds, news covering. And although I'm not as active as I was when I started last year, I'm still in the group chat and I'll, you know, the message came in. Uh, I'm trying to confirm, but uh, Jay Briscoe might have passed away in a car wreck. And just immediately got cold chills. And throughout the night last night, Things were coming into group chat and things were going out across social media. 
And everywhere I looked on Facebook and Twitter last night, it was something about Jay Briscoe, Jay Briscoe, Jay Briscoe. And, uh, I don't, I don't really know what to say. Uh, you guys know professional wrestling and the, the hold it has on me and how much I love it and everything. And, uh, I always reference the, uh, I can never remember his name, the, uh, NWA fan from the NWA convention in the mid two thousands. It's still real to me. Damn it. Well, that's sometimes how I feel. Sometimes it, it feels like it's still real to me. Damn it. And, uh, but at the end of the day, these are real people behind characters and, uh, these these people have real families. They lead real lives. Uh, from everything I've seen about people, uh, seen about people, that was a dumb thing to say. Everything I've read from people posting and sharing information is that, uh, Jay Briscoe was a tremendous father. He was a great husband. Uh, he was a great brother. He cared about the business. He wanted, he always wanted to, to help people. He always wanted to give back to the business of professional wrestling. And we have lost a great ambassador for the sport. We have lost one of the, and if you want to talk about, if you, if you, you want to talk about inside the ring stuff and what goes with it, we have lost one of the best promos in the business. Uh, because Briscoe, Briscoe Brothers promos were, were just delighted. You know, I've told you guys in various episodes, Reminder, you want some good entertainment, go Google Ric Flair 1980s promos. Go Google, hop in your Google machine and go check out Briscoe promos, old Ring of Honor Briscoe promos, or their stuff from their time in Game Changer Wrestling. And, you know, just, uh, it really breaks my heart. Um, It really breaks my heart. Uh, And my hope for you listening, if anybody on this show has ever give a damn about what I care about, and you guys ever, and for those of you listening, if you guys have ever checked out anything I've ever told you to check out, and, you know, if if you guys are like, you know, he always talks about wrestling, I'm going to check out wrestling today for the first time. Find a streaming service. Probably going to have to use YouTube for most of it. Find Briscoe's stuff. Jay and Mark Briscoe. Um, you're not going to regret it. Chances are you're going to see something that you probably shouldn't have seen or you've never seen before or whatever the case may be. Uh, but you're going to be entertained. And you're going to be left with a smile or in shock Whatever, what have you. But, uh, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. 38 years of age. He's behind a wife and children. A brother. And a legion of fans across the world. This hurts. You know, I've often talked about on. I think in the past in some episodes how uh, when ce- when famous people and celebrities die, sometimes it affects you differently because, you know, they're, 
they're everything we're not. They're famous people. They're celebrities. They're pro athletes. They're they're musicians. They're 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 all these things that we're not because we're normal everyday. Get up, go to work, come home, go to bed. Get up, go to work. People. These are people that we've always inspired and dreamed to be like because they live the the glamorous life, the fame. They have the money. They don't have to struggle for their money and all this stuff. Da 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 da. da, da. So when they die, sometimes it affects you differently. Sometimes it doesn't bother you at all. Some hurts. Some do hurt. When Mac Miller passed away, that hurt. Famous person, celebrity, platinum selling artist, that hurt because Mac was one of my favorites to listen to. Um, this hurts. Losing Jay Briscoe sucks. And, uh, as per usual with these episodes that are recorded when I'm here at the laundromat, I never have a formula down or nothing. Uh, the laundromat episodes were always just, uh, record and roll. Um, but I knew I had to say, I wanted to say something. I know nobody, I, I know a lot of you probably do not care. Uh, and that's okay. You don't have to like the same things that I like, but I'm going to use this show to, to air out and get something off my chest. Um, anyways, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Thank you for the memories. Rest in peace. Let's uh let's move forward a little bit. Try to, or I might start getting a little choked up now. Uh, let, let, let's talk. Let, let you know what? Let's talk a little wrestling. I've uh, been dying to talk wrestling. I put another Facebook post out uh, about a wrestling podcast. I have all the equipment. I have the production know how. I need a co-host. I've been saying this for a year and a half now. Eventually, I'm going to just start doing it myself. But I need a co-host. I do. I want to talk some wrestling. That's the whole reason there's podcasts out here. I I started podcasting because I want to talk wrestling. And then Kurt said, let's do a podcast together. I'll talk sports with you. And it led from there. And now I've got the second podcast going. That other Masonic podcast. That's what it's called. Check it out if you want to. Check it out if you want to hear me talk about what I talk about, or when you're always seeing me post on my personal Facebook page about Freemasonry. Um, but I, I'm ready for let somebody get with me. And let's talk some pro wrestling. Eventually, I'm gonna do it myself. the The very first podcast, the pro wrestling podcast, didn't pan out. We put out one episode in the fall of 2021, and then the other two guys changed something come up. They couldn't commit anymore. I didn't know what else to do. So I deleted the episode. That's that's what I did. Uh, I'm supposed to have another podcast. Let's take off. Uh, been in talks for months with a guy who is a independent pro wrestling promoter out of Knoxville, Tennessee. A uh, good guy. I've known him on Facebook for uh, 10, 15 years now. But he's having trouble with his schedule and my schedule. And... Uh, I'm just throwing this out here. If there's anybody who wants to talk wrestling, hit me up. Because there's a lot to talk about in wrestling. Uh, 
Vince McMahon's back. And th- this, this, this has been a whole nother fucking fiasco. Uh, I could make hours upon hours upon hours of tape about this. Uh, the supposed sale of the company that's that's going down, and I, <laughs> I'm 35 years old. Vince was already at the helm of power when I was born in '87. Basically, this thing's been around my entire life for my entire life. Vince has been in power. Whatever year he bought from his father in the 80s, uh, then it all changed with Hogan, you know, winning the belt from the Sheik in the Garden in 84. And, you know, I was born August 87. They're already off and running. You know, Hogan was still dominating the world because March 87 was WrestleMania 3. Pontiac Silverdome, Michigan, 93,000 and change. Hogan versus Andre. Irresistible force meeting the immovable object. So fast forward four or five months to August 87. I'm born. So yeah, Vince has been in control of this motherfucker my entire life. That's what I'm telling. I, I don't think this company's going to sell. And there's so much talk about that. There was the bomb scare that, that the internet exploded and I bit into it as well. The whole Saudi Arabian deal where they thought the company was going to sell to Saudi Arabia and it still might. It very well still might. There's a lot of people involved in this. There's a lot of moving parts. I don't think the company should sell. It's been in the power of the McMahon family. You know, I'm 35 years old. I keep saying that. I'm sorry to keep saying that, by the way. It's just me trying to to, to put a timeline and things in my head while I'm talking to you. You know, I was 13 years old, 12 years old when they took the company public. In the fall of 1999 on the stock market. I, w- I remember that. I was in the sixth grade. Uh, the New York Stock Exchange. They took the company public. Maybe that, was so- maybe that-, maybe that wasn't the best of idea. But hey, it gave them in- in- an influx of cash. That, they- that the company desperately needed. I don't think there's any denying that. That the company needed that kind of money. I mean, they were still in the middle of the Monday Night Wars, but by the fall of 99, they had been in power. They had pretty much taken control of the ratings and dominated for almost a year at that point. Now, uh, one thing I will say, uh, there is rumors that whoever buys the company is going to take it private, that it's going to be coming off the stock market, uh, which maybe is a good thing because... When you're a public company, publicly traded company, all that's worried about is public image. And, you know, the wrestling business being the wrestling business, some of the things you say and do in the ring and your promos maybe aren't the best things to be doing in publicly traded companies. And I don't know, but uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I thought maybe I did, but for those of you that have absolutely fuck all idea what I'm talking about, but it seems like it's at some point semi-interesting, get in your Google machine and go check out WWE sale. Vince has come back. He's back into power. After he retired, the sexual allegations last year and everything, somebody talked, convinced him into stepping away, which is probably the right call. 
He completely retires, steps away from the company. Now he's back into power. He uh, brought he brought George Barrios with him. Uh, George was I I don't I, George was always okay. George kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Look, listen to me, rub me the wrong way, like I'm sitting in the fucking corporate boardroom at Stanford, Connecticut with him. Anyways, uh, he brought George back with him and Michelle. I can't remember Michelle's last name, uh, but she was a long-term player for him as well. Uh, by player, I mean in the company, not a, not a wrestler. But uh, he's back into power, and he's looking to sell the company. And I have a buddy of mine, uh, Travis. Travis, if you're listening, you're an idiot. Uh, Travis texted me two or three weeks ago when this happened, and he said, quote, this is what happens when you piss Vince McMahon off. The Wall Street Journal should have kept their fucking mouth shut, and none of this would have been happening. This was going on during the reports of the supposed sale to Saudi Arabia. Uh, Travis's viewpoint being that, for those of you that's trying to connect the dots, the Wall Street Journal broke the story of Vince McMahon paying millions of dollars in hush money, to a couple of these women. Go back and check out multiple weeknight chronicle episodes from this past summer back in May, June, July-ish. That's where we talk about a lot of this in depth. Uh, but Travis's point of view was at the Wall Street Journal breaking these reports about Vince McMahon having these, uh, again, to the best of my knowledge, uh, I don't think any woman had been, you know, sexually assaulted. I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. To the best of my knowledge, uh, these women were all paid. I want I want to retract that. These women were all paid for what happened to them. Now, uh, it's it was reported that some were doing it because some were doing it because they they uh, were told that they could receive a higher position in the company. Some were doing it because. Uh, Vince left them no choice. Whatever the case may be, these women were compensated for what happened. There was non-disclosure agreements signed and, and millions and millions of dollars of money and on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And the Wall Street Journal uncovers this. It goes public. This is a publicly traded company. It looks bad in the public eye. Somebody gets in Vince's inner ear, probably his daughter and her husband, Triple H. Uh, and Shane and his wife, Lynn is like, it's probably time to go bye-bye. Let's, let's go ahead and retire back to the Cayman Islands, honey. Let's go. Uh, Vince is now back trying to sell the company. Travis's viewpoint was the Wall Street Journal should have kept their fucking mouth shut. None of this would never happen. Vince is only selling because you guys made him retire. That's what Travis said. Travis, I love you. You're a fucking moron. Um, that's a fucked up thing to say that, uh, you know, this is a, we're, this is 2023. This is uh we're in the middle of a, of a women's equality movement and a me too movement. And, uh, that's just a fucked up thing to say. Like, um, you know, again, I, I had said all summer long that Vince was a billionaire. Um, he's rich, he's powerful. Nothing's going to happen to him. You, you can't, Oust this man, and he stepped down, and now he's back to sell the company. Do I think the company sells a year ago? If if if, if you would ask me, do I think the WWE sells a year ago? I'd have said no. Uh, back in June, when these stories started breaking about what was going on with Vince, would you, if you asked me if the company would have sold, I would have said no. Right now, I don't know. I can't tell you. This is uncharted territory. This is scary shit.
I don't know who I don't I don't know who um I don't know who buys the company. I don't know who buys the company. Uh that Saudi Arabian blood money is a real thing. You guys heard me talk about live golf all summer. That's that's that that Saudi Arabia public investment fund. That's that's big money. There's there's money involved there that goes deeper than we can ever imagine. More than we can count. Walt Disney's got money. Uh, NBC, honestly, NBC seems like the logical choice to me. World Wrestling Entertainment has always had a long-standing relationship with NBC, going back to NBC airing Saturday night's main event on network television for them. NBC purchased the WWE Network two years ago and added it to their Peacock subscription service, which I said I would never download, but you know what? Peacock took the office off of Netflix, and then they had the WWE Network. I made it six months after the network left, and I couldn't do it anymore because I missed the all. I could deal with missing the office, but I missed the WWE Network. And then there, here are these two things that are right here together. So you know. By the way, Vince McMahon's greatest contribution to professional wrestling was not WrestleMania. It was the WWE Network, which is now owned by Peacock and NBC. But uh, I digress. Anyways, uh, how about pro wrestling down already? So uh, keep your again uh, keep your keep your eyes and ears open because you're living in in strange times in the world of professional wrestling. All year long, last year on Twitter, in big matches and big moments and cool moments, I used the hashtag #2022, the year of pro wrestling. Put that hashtag in on Twitter. You'll find it everywhere. I put it in so many places. Uh, I'm beginning to think 2023 is going to be the year of pro wrestling because here we are. Uh, today is January 18th. Uh, we've already lost Jay Briscoe. Vince McMahon has already come back, tried to sell the company. Uh, Kenny Omega and the greatest professional wrestler in the world today, Will Ospreay, had probably one of the top 10 greatest matches I've ever seen in my life uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. On the 4th of January. So. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how the month of January is going to end. I tell you that much. Uh, I don't know how the year is going to end. But man it's we're already. Wow. So. Uh. This past weekend, uh, on Saturday, uh, for those of you that uh, personally know me and you see my personal Facebook page, I was in Indianapolis this uh, past weekend on Saturday for uh, Founders Day 2023, which is a uh, a big Masonic event every year. It's it's not the Grand Lodge thing I keep talking about. It's put on by Grand Lodge, but it's not the annual communications. It's not the the actual Grand Lodge meaning that we go to every year in May. Uh, we set up a booth, me and Todd did, for uh, my other show, that other Masonic podcast. And it was up there that uh, I met a guy uh, named Adam Nelson, who has a show with uh, his buddies called the Taking It Too Far podcast. And I would like to uh, give those guys a plug for uh, all of our... Um, for all of me and Kurt's fellow degenerates out there, if you are all about 
uh, debauchery and you are a uh, low low socioeconomic peasant and a a bit of a turd in real life, uh, I suggest you check out Taking It Too Far podcast. It's another local. They're up in Kokomo, Indiana. So Kurt and I have already got kind of this uh, deal going with uh, with uh, After Do Beers podcast in Richmond, Indiana, who gave us a shout out on their last episode, by the way. Thank you, Dutch and Gibbler. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out. Guys, check out Taking It Too Far podcast. I've, I've checked them out. Uh, it's... Uh, it's a trip. It's uh, it's something, but I would love to get up there and hopefully meet with those guys. So check them out again. That's the uh, Taking It Too Far podcast up in Kokomo. Uh, I keep Kokomo entertained, and they've kept me entertained. And we will uh, hopefully be doing a collaboration with them coming down the line as well so i'd like to use this time now to uh to shit on jake paul a little bit if i if i can i shouldn't say shit on jake paul although sometimes i do sometimes i do give uh the paul boys a little bit of heck but uh it looks like we're finally gonna see uh it looks like we're finally gonna see jake paul versus tommy fury uh, it's going down February 25th, and, and of all places, Saudi Arabia. I used to want to be Bill Gates rich, now I want to be Saudi Arabia rich. I think they got more money than Bill Gates. That public investment fund, they must have more money than Bill Gates. They got more money than Jeff Bezos? They got more money than Mark Cuban? Sorry, I was just drifting off thinking about rolling my fat ass uh, naked in a pile of money. Sorry that you guys are having to envision my fat ass naked in a pile of money. It's not a very spot, not a very good. It'll be like the strip bar, you know, credit card swipe down the butt crack. Except you'll be doing that to me with hundred dollar bills. Hope I don't get a paper cut in the hole. Sorry, guys, my intention is just. Uh, I'm still thinking about this <laughs> Jay Brisket thing. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Uh, but no, um, we're finally going to get, it looks like we're finally going to get Tommy Fury and, and Jake Paul. I know these guys have tried to set up fights in the past, and, and they've always had to cancel. But it looks like it's going to go down for sure this time, February 25th in Saudi Arabia. Uh, of course, you know, the bout was booked for December of 2021 pull out August 22 Jake Paul's pulled pulled the plug this time because Fury had travel visa issues now Jake Paul as we all know <laughs> and again uh maybe I clap at him and Logan a little too hard they're famous for being famous that's what they're famous for but Jake is 6 and 0 in the ring now I know I posed I've posed the question before that at least Three of those victories, to me, were questionable. But that's just me. Excuse me, I am very tired this morning for some reason. So, who knows what, what happened. Uh, Fury is a few years younger than Paul, though. Uh, Tommy Fury is... Um, he's undefeated as well, isn't he? 
somebody somebody check that for me. I'm pretty sure Tommy Fury's undefeated as well. Like ten and zero, nine and zero, eleven and zero. I'm not a very good broadcast journalism, man. Um, yeah, I think Fury's undefeated as well. So it will be interesting to see. Uh, obviously, Jake will win this because I mean he's paid a lot of money to fix these fights. So. Uh, expect to see Jake Paul go seven and zero, February twenty fifth. Um, that's about really all I think I have. These uh, these laundromat episodes are usually just uh, Seinfeld Seinfeld episodes. Uh, Seinfeld's a show about nothing. Laundromat listening files are. Uh, Episodes about nothing. So, uh, you know, guys, uh, hug your children, hug your wives, hug your husbands, hug your boyfriends, hug your girlfriends, hug your significant others, tell them you love them, kiss them goodbye every time you leave the house, kiss them goodbye every time you drop them off at work, kiss them goodbye. Kiss them just because. Because, um, life is forever too short. And, uh, I, uh, I almost teared up last night with this, uh, Jay Briscoe news. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna start to move towards, uh, but we just, we talk a lot about you, Briscoe. You them boys. 13 time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Championships all across the world. You were a former uh, two, three-time Ring of Honor World Champion. But, uh, anyways, uh, I seen a video that was shared across social media in the hours after news about Jay's passing. It was a video of him and his daughter. Uh, she was a cheerleader. Now it's been reported. I, I haven't went and d- dug into the details this this morning. The new the new updated because you know of course over the course of the night details get updated. Uh, one of the things last night was maybe they were coming back from a cheer competition. Well, one of the videos I've seen last night was uh, Jay and his daughter. Uh, she's somewhere between eight to twelve years old because my middle one's eight. And they were just working on her cheer competition stuff. They they were all dressed up in gear. They had the music going. They were doing the cheers and the dancing. And there was a lot of love and a lot of laughter in that room. And they were practicing. And that was a dad. That was a dad doing what he had to do for his daughter. As I sit here in this laundromat parking lot with tears in my eyes. Because I think about... You know, I've got three kids. My youngest two are girls. My girls are eight and four, and I sit there and think about how fucked up their lives would be if something happened to me, because you may not have to like me, all you people listening, but i tell you who does like me, and i tell you who does love me, and that's my kids, all three of them, even my son, who we're talking about girls right now, but I tell you what, I hang the moon, I hang the stars, and I set the motherfucking moon for all three of my children, and I think about how bad that would hurt them to see me gone, and, uh, Man, 
that video last night. That, that, that got me. Uh, you can call me a soft, you can call me a bitch, whatever you want. I call it human emotion, raw human emotion. And just knowing that that's going to be one of the ha- happiest memories of her life is sitting there with her daddy. This great, big, just tough, badass, no-nonsense professional wrestler. And he's wearing fucking bows and his long-ass dreads. He's wearing bows and he's dancing and prancing around the living room. And they're doing her fucking cheerleading and her gymnastics and her dance routines. And they're just lost in the moment. And there's love and there's laughter in the room. And that little girl's never going to get to tell her daddy, I love you again. That little girl's not going to get her daddy to walk her down the aisle on her wedding day. That little girl's daddy ain't going to be there to see her give birth to her first child. And it's tough, man. I didn't think we'd circle back around to Briscoe again, but I want to tell everybody, you know, just to make sure you tell everybody you love, you know. You know, I'm going to share something semi-personal with you. My show, Kurt's show, our show. Kurt's not here right now. Kurt's at work. I'm doing laundry. My show. Uh, I went to take the kids back uh, about a month ago. Some random weekend about a month ago. I was taking the kids back to their moms. And uh, usually the routine stays the same. It changes a little bit. But usually when we get back to their moms, I hit the sliding doors for the van on the back. Bentley gets out of the front seat. The girls get, Riley gets out of the the back driver's side, I have to go around and unbuckle Riot Grace out of her car seat because she's four. She's got a big girl car seat. I have to unbuckle her and let her out. But usually, uh, by the time I get around to Riot, Bentley gives me a hug and a fist bump, says, I love you, Dad. Uh, usually, Briley will wait around because she usually wants me to walk her to the door. But on this particular day, she just uh, she gave me a kiss, love you, and she ran in. So it was just me and my little bitty, Riot Grace. And, uh, I don't know if she could just tell that I, I get sad when I take them back to their moms. I mean, I know, I know I'm going to see him again in like, you know, four or five days. Cause I pick them up every Friday night. I have, I have my kids overnight every Friday night on weekends that are not mine. Instead of four hours, one night a week, we just decided to a month after the divorce was filed, we were going to change our own custody agreement. Uh, so instead of four hours, midnight, or four hours midweek one night, uh, I just gave up Friday nights. So since uh, September of 2020, a month after our divorce was final, every Friday night I have them overnight. Take them back Sunday morning, or take them back Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, just whatever. And then I have them every other weekend. And uh, I just, you know, so so it's not like I'm not going to ever see them again. I'm going to see them again in a few days, but I don't know if my little one could tell that I was tore up or not, you know, on the inside. and. Uh, she looked at me and she's four years old and she says don't worry daddy I'll always come back for you she said I'll see you in a few days which is usually what I tell them I'll see you in a few days man that fucked me up good it just uh I got a little teary-eyed and she said it's okay daddy and I said I'm just ha-. I said they're happy tears baby it's what I told her they're happy tears and uh 
I gave her a kiss and I walked her to the door. Out come her mother and uh, I start turning around and leave and she said, wait, mommy. And she ran back out and gave me one more hug. And she said, you're my best friend, daddy. Uh, anyways, I'm just emotional because I always hate when I don't have the kids with me. And then this shit with Jay Briscoe last night passing away and then seeing the video in the hours after his passing him and his daughter. Man, that got to me. So long story short, sorry for anybody that hated this episode. I just had to get this off my chest. Circling back because I thought we'd move past this Jay Briscoe thing. Uh, tell your family, tell your loved ones you love them. Don't ever hesitate to tell them you love them. My heart breaks for this family. And you know, you know the saddest part of all. Jay Briscoe's tag team partner is his real-life brother, Mark Briscoe. Today's Mark's birthday. I shit you not. Get in your Google machine. Look, Mark's birthday is today. His brother passed away yesterday, a day before his birthday. And they're, uh, they're tag team partners. A lot of, lot of heartache in the world of professional wrestling today. Um, that's, that's about wraps it up there. I'm getting far too emotional to keep going. Just, um, uh, I want to end the show by, by thanking everybody who has been a supporter of me and Kurt. Uh, I, I put a, I put a, I, uh, I put a Facebook post out about this, uh, yesterday or the day before, uh, uh Monday. I put a Facebook post out about this Monday evening. I'm going to try to 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 go through this real fast. I don't want to keep you guys here because I know you guys would rather be listening to anything other than me. So I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. Uh, during the lockdown that went across, that went down across this country, that two three week period there, depending on where he was at, you know, some places was two weeks, some places was three, just depending where he's at. During lockdown was the first time I really started listening to podcasts, and I binged multiple episodes from multiple different podcasts over that three-week period during March of 2020. That was when I decided that I wanted to get into podcasting. Well, I mean, it wasn't then. It was after March of, after COVID, I was hooked. I was listening to podcasts all the time. We get into January 2021, and I make the decision that I want to get into this and do this. And uh, over the course of conversations at work with Kurt, I, I got the broad idea, man, what we're doing right here, this would be the best thing in the world to talk about. Just talking about ep- episodes, like just what we're doing now. The thing, oh, that's the laundry alarm. Boy, that's annoying, ain't it? I got a minute yet. Just the things that we talk about during the day on the shop floor. Sports, wrestling, music, our divorces, my suicide attempt, Kurt's past uh, problems with addiction, like just anything that that that's what we talk about. And um, I better go switch along. I'll be right back, guys. But you know, we started this show. Kurt did it with me. We went in half all his equipment. 
And uh, I never thought that it would turn into what it's turned into. And that's all because of you guys. The, the, the support we get from you guys. Um, we've been doing the show almost two years. It'll be two years in May. So, I don't know. We've been doing this show like 20 months. And, uh, it's all thanks to you guys. The support we get, the feedback we get. And the, the, the support that we, <laughs> after two beers, after two beers podcast put us on their platform. And that just gave us a chance to, to, um, be part of a, 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 a bigger audience. Uh, certainly, you know, the Richmond, Indiana area over in to Ohio and down around Marion County, Indianapolis area, like. Their reach has been tremendous, and we can't thank them enough. So, in closing, guys, we just thank you for your continued support. Uh, you guys like us. You guys talk about us to some people. Uh, we've got devoted listeners. We've uh, Obviously, our biggest amount of traction is always going to come from the state of Indiana because we're Indiana-based and everybody checks out local shit. But aside from that, you know, our next biggest markets is uh, California is second, Ohio is third, Pennsylvania is fourth, and then we have a fifth place tie with uh, Maryland and Georgia. So, and then of course after that it's spread out all across the country. Uh, Internationally, we're, you know, Canada and uh, France is our biggest ones internationally. Uh, I don't know why anybody in France want to listen to us. Wee wee. Wee wee. But anyways, guys, for uh, Kirk Kelly, who obviously is not here, he's working. And I'm glad I do these laundromat listenings when when, uh, Kurt's not around. Because if Kurt would hear the shit I talk about on here, he'd tell me he's taking off the podcast. He don't want to do it anymore because he thinks I just ramble bullshit. Which I could tell him I just ramble bullshit when I'm on the mic with you all the time anyways. I just sell it to you good enough, you buy it. But, uh, anyways, guys, uh, Kirk Kelly, I'm Jared Atkins. This was a uh, laundromat listenings episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards. Uh, stay tuned. We are going to try to, keyword try, because like I said, December was a busy month and January is going to f- finish out being a busy month. We're going to try to do a Weeknight Chronicles episode tomorrow night, Thursday, the 19th. It may or may not happen. Uh, if not though, have no fear by the end of the month, we should be back with a uh, full length feature episode. All right, guys, I guess, uh, we will catch you guys next time.